I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, everybody. It's Allie from the Hollywood Life podcast. And Bonnie and I have a lot to share. I'm like, there's a lot of news. There's a yeah, lot. Yeah, there's a lot of news. <laughs> So we are going to jump right into it because the morning kicked off with some breaking news that Stranger Things star Millie Bobby Brown is engaged to Jake Bon Jovi, right? Jake? Yeah, Jake. Jake, Jake Bon Jovi. I get, yeah. So I know his brother, Jesse Bon Jovi. So I always Ooh. mess them up. My fiance went to high school with Jesse Bon Jovi. And so, so I, I guess her fiance grew up in New Jersey then. Um, no, New York City. Jesse actually went to school in uh, in the city. But don't know. He's like their father. Their parents are kind of legendarily from New Jersey. Do they have do they still live out there or do they have a place here in, in, in the city? They have an apartment in the city where they uh-huh. kids grew up. Um, and so, yes, Jesse and uh, his sister. They all, they went to school with my fiance. Jake didn't. Uh, Jake's obviously younger. So Jake's 20. Millie is 19. Uh, so they're like youngins getting, I was very, yeah. very surprised. I was very surprised actually. Well, I have to say, I do like waking up to a big positive Happy. news story. Like True. so often we wake up and oh my God, you know, something awful has happened, but this was really nice to wake up and go, whoa, wait all our stories on, on uh, Millie Bobby Brown and Jake Monjovi, they're charting. And then to find out about the engagement. And so I, I, I guess I'm surprised because they're so young. Like my mom was in the fifties, got married when she was 19 and Millie Bobby Brown is 19 and Jake is just 20. So they're a very young couple. Um, they've been together a little over two years However, their parents met in, I mean, his parents, Jovi and Dorothea met originally in high school and basically were, I mean, I think they broke up a couple of times, but they were pretty much together since they were in high school. So I guess he saw young love work out. Yeah. I mean, it's very interesting. I think that so Jesse Bon Jovi got engaged last summer. So his brother, his older brother, who's 28, is engaged and like probably planning their wedding. And so I think like already that's like a little, I just, like I told my brother, he can't get engaged till after I'm married. <laughs> so I would kind of be like, what the heck, man? Like, dude, don't do that. But that was kind of weird to me. And then the other thing that I just, like you said, I mean, they're so young. I do think, however, that this industry that, Millie specifically is in um is very like you kind of want to lock something down so I don't know if it necessarily means maybe that they're getting married in you know six years or whatever um or or in six months like I think that they maybe that would be a really long engagement (laughs) and do like a few years but like it's just I don't know it it was weird it was just I wasn't expecting it like I think there's other ways to prove you love somebody instead of like but whatever, they're young, they can get it married. They're young and they're madly in love, clearly. And she's yeah, got a like, beautiful who, diamond engagement ring. It's just like who I was when I was 19 isn't who I am at 28. And I don't know if I would want to be with the same person that I was with at 19 that I am at 28. You know, like you just, that's a very young age. You're not fully like grown up yet but right they've seen the world way differently than any of us have and like maybe they've seen enough of it that they know so well listen millie bobby brown has had a lot of very adult experiences like she's had an adult-sized mm-hmm. career already um between doing stranger things which is into like its fourth or fifth season and she's filmed movies and i guess jake has grown up in a very uh 
sophisticated environment. He's seen a lot at a young age too, but I agree with you that you change a lot when you're 19 or 20, but I thought it was so interesting how they captioned, they both announced um, their engagement on their, on their own Instagrams and how under Millie, it said, I've been with you for three summers and I want to make them forever. It's a Taylor Swift lyric yes. from Lover. Yes. Where she said, I've loved you three summers, honey, and I want them all. So that was hers. And then he, he did, um, he said forever with a blue heart emoji. And on the, uh, so they've clear, like they've thought about the fact that they really are enjoying this relationship so much that they want it to be forever. And I have to say that even though, of course, I know at 19, I was much different than I was at 28 to take that. I mean, I got married at 26, so different than I was at 26. Yeah. On the other hand, there's lots of times I feel like I've been with my husband ever since. I love him so much that I really wish I hadn't wasted time with anybody else. Like that. I just wish I had those extra seven years with him. Mm -hmm. So I can kind of understand that. I get that too. But then I also am such a believer in like right place, right time, right time, like right person, wrong time situation. And so I just, you know, I, I hope that, I mean, they seem really happy. They seem really healthy for each other. Like you never hear anything or any, any drama. Yeah. Like you just, they kind of stay under the radar and like have their fun and travel and, you know, do a lot with the Bon Jovi family. It seems like the Bon Jovi family is very tight knit because John and Jesse work together on their wine company and they do a lot together and they sell the house in New Jersey. So I'm sure Millie maybe like enjoys that and appreciates that. And yeah, I mean, I'm happy for them if they, it's right for them. That's, they see what, does, what does Jake do? Like Millie's Millie Bobby has got you know, an exploding career. Um, and, you know, we clearly know what's ahead for her, but what, what Hollywood life, we did research to write about him and, you know, he went, he was supposed to go to college. I'm not sure if he did go to college and we really couldn't find anything else out about what he's doing professionally. And if he has established what he wants to do, like is, I thought maybe he was acting as well, but I couldn't find anything. Maybe he's working on music with his dad. What do you yeah. know anything through he, your connections? What? So he went to Pennington right. High School in New Jersey, yes. played football there. He was supposed to go to Syracuse to play football. His brother, Jesse, went to Notre Dame. So he, Jesse and Rich played football together at Poly Prep in, New, in Bay Ridge. Um, so Jake was supposed to go play football. And it seems like either he deferred or met Millie and decided not to go because he clearly met her. If it was two summers ago, it was like around when he was 18, like he would have been going to college. And so I don't know if he deferred to like travel the world with her, but he's definitely not in school. Um, But like you said, like, I don't know if he's a singer, if he's trying to act, we haven't really seen him in anything like, or if he's riding like on her coattails, like Jesse, his brother started Hampton water, which is a wine company that he and John both do together. It doesn't really necessarily seem like Jake does too much. Right. And what about his older sister? What's she doing? Well, her older, the older sister had had a very severe drug problem. Right. I remember that. So John spoke out about that. Yes. So she, I think, is very much out of the spotlight, does a lot with her recovery. Like it was very recent, I think, that she finally kind of got very clean. Yeah. Um, she went back to school because I think mm-hmm. he talked about that. Yeah. Um, you know, it looks like Jake does some um acting here and there. Like he has an IMDB page. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But listen, sometimes, you know, maybe he's going to be, I mean, in every relationship, I I I've believe in this. I heard about this and I believe in it. In every relationship, there is a, there is a flower and a gardener. I told you this. I've heard it before you. 
No, I told you this. <laughs> I said I this. You. I've done quizzes about this. <laughs> I knew this. Okay. okay. No, it's out there. It's out yeah. there. So she could be the flower and he's the gardener. And yeah. maybe she's a flower with, she must have so many demands on her. And just to keep her schedule with everything that's going on, you know, maybe he is the gardener that enables her, like has really taken on a role to enable her to do her work and concentrate on that. And that can be a big role. And there's lots of part marital partnerships in the Hollywood world that are like that. I mean, Definitely. it's a little, it's, I mean, often it's the flipped, but Hey, we're, this is the modern world and that yeah. doesn't, you know, there's no sexism here. And so maybe he's the gardener and really helps her. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at That's Jessica Simpson's husband. He really supports all her business ventures. Right. So, keeps her yeah, definitely. Um, and I think, you know, and maybe like also like his family serves as that too, because they are, like I said, like very family oriented and do a lot together. And I don't really know her family situation, but um, yeah, I, I think that like, they, see, they really have always seemed very, very happy and cute together. Mm -hmm. So that's good. And he's really cute. I mean, she's gorgeous, but he is, he is adorable. So I guess we will see, but um, another couple that is um, not together anymore. That was a big, big breaking announcement. Um, yeah, that was surprising. Was that surprised me. And Joe Allen. It actually didn't surprise me because I could never see them together. Really? Why? Yeah. I like have seen Joe at award shows and stuff. And he's just like, not like, she's such a star. Not that I'm saying that she needs like, similarly, we just have like Jessica Simpson. And, and in this case, like, you know, she doesn't need somebody who's like her equivalent by any means, but he almost seemed so like somebody who like wanted to be a star in his own right, but like didn't have the star power to necessarily do it. Like he doesn't command a room type thing, but he was like present and he was doing his job and he was around and he was working. And so it kind of like how I saw him fits with the latest people magazine report that says that he like couldn't necessarily handle her level of fame. So well, I think that's a pretty hard level of fame for anyone to cope with. I mean, it is a monster talent and, and a monster star with also talk about demands. I mean, she's, you know, a singer, a song, a singer, a songwriter, producer. She's re-recording all of her LPs. She stands up for women, you know, yeah. she's touring. Like there's tremendous amount of, um, like there's just a, a tremendous amount on her shoulders. And I mean, she, she's incredibly talented, but when you say that you saw him at award shows, I've never, I mean, I've not seen him in, or the pair of them in person, like, and I, so I don't know how, you know, she is in person. Did you feel like he didn't, he didn't look happy? Did he not seem supportive? Like well, what was no, it? They were never together. I, I like, see. They never walked red carpets or anything together. They've never right. put themselves out there like that he just like he was very like I don't want to say like small like he like kind of just like made himself like a wallflower he was a little bit of a wallflower like he didn't like command a space he didn't um he barely even walked the carpet like he took a few pictures and let and like went in and sat down like that wasn't to me like somebody who was like confident enough to like be with somebody like Taylor Swift. And that's what I was kind of trying to say that I think it takes a certain type of confidence and a certain mm -hmm. type of person who is sure of themselves to be with somebody like Taylor Swift. And, you know, I think that there's a difference between being like sure of yourself, like John Mayer is, and kind of like, you know, overly confident and a little bit selfish and wanting to be the flower versus somebody mm -hmm. like, um, uh, like who, like Shania Twain's husband, who is like, go off queen, like love you, yeah. supporting you there in every show with you. And like, but I don't need to be the center of attention because like, that's all you and you deserve it. Like, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
he didn't yeah. have that. Well, not everybody like likes to be at all on in public, like just doesn't like it. Right. Um, I mean, because his movie career is certainly going very well, you know, and he projects on screen and everything. But um, I mean, also, I'm just looking at pictures on, on Hollywood Life of Jake Bon Jovi with Millie. And when they're on a carpet, like he is looking at her with so much love and, and pride. He's so proud of her. Yeah. You see it right there. And I think that, you know, for a celebrity couple to work, they have to feel that way about each other. I mean, look at Pierce Brosnan, Pierce Brosnan and, and his wife, Keely. I mean, she used to be an actress. She kind of retired to raise their family. But I mean, he just glows when he looks at her and, you know, you see them out together and they're on a carpet together. Like he's just, the love is so evident. Right. Jen and Ben, we talked about it. A yeah. Few that he literally praises the ground she walks on. He talks yeah. about how smart she is, how this, how that, you know, just how brilliant of a person and a mom. And he's so happy to say my wife, my yeah. wife. And like, he couldn't do that 15 years ago, 20 years ago. And like, now he can, and maybe Joe like can't right now and he'll be able to, you know, one day in the future. But, you know, I think that that's that, like, I just never really saw them together. Like she either needs somebody who is like a very normal person that is very confident, like similarly, like Rich and I, like, I always talk about this, how he has no social media. He is, knows nothing about, about celebrities or anything. And he thinks like the work that I do and what I do. And when I go to carpets is like the coolest thing in the world. And he is not, um, phased by it at all. He's not, um, intimidated intimidated, anything like that out of you yeah and he thinks it's cool and he thinks like it's just like such a cool job that I get to do and and that I'm good at it and so if she finds somebody like that who again could be a normal person and just doesn't care about the limelight and this and that then like that would work for like a normal person in Nashville or something like that that just kind of tags along or somebody who can handle, again, like her level of fame. Like I'll be interested to see Chase Stokes and Kelsey Ballerini. Yeah. Well, that that's a very interesting couple, Chase and, and Kelsey, because, you know, they both got big careers going mm-hmm. and they both seem, you know, they're a new couple, but very supportive of each other. And like, he's on her in the carpet. And again, he, it's the same thing. Like Jake, he's looking at her, like, he's just so proud of her when, yep. She was at the country music awards and when she was up there with the drag queens and also when she spoke out about Nashville, he's fully there supporting her. Well, listen, for a couple though, that didn't have that, they lasted like about seven years. So it's a long time. And he helped her write a number of, of um, songs. So, you know, they're going to have lasting, like lasting business relationship on their songs. I know I, that's interesting to me. And it's interesting that she like switched out playing them, I think in this, the most recent set of her tour. Um, And she, I, what the people report had said too about their split was that he was there for her when she was kind of retreating from the public. And so that happened during like the reputation era. And then the pandemic happened. And so they were just really hunkered down together. And then she was writing and then she was, you know, not really touring yet, not really touring much yet. And then now this is her big tour. And he never really, what the report said is that he never really got to see Taylor be Taylor. Cause it was always these like circumstances where she wasn't necessarily able to be Taylor. And now she is like at full capacity. And he, like, they just, what the report had said was that it was like their personalities just did not work together. And like, that was a long time kind of coming. She does like tall men with accents. <laughs> she likes blondes too, like light colored hair. I feel like. Although Tom Hiddleston, who was her previous yeah. boyfriend, he's got dark hair, but you know, so Joe had the British accent, Tom is tall, British accent, Calvin Harris, blonde and uh, Scottish, right? Yep. <laughs> and 
who was before that? I mean, she was with she was with John Mayer for a very short time, and she was with Taylor um, from okay. Twilight. He was so nice; like he really liked her. Nice. She sure. had like a little fling, I think, at one point with Harry Stock, right? She had a little fling with Harry. Oh, Harry! Another accent, and he's tall too. Yeah. <laughs> Brown hair, though. I mean, I think that I don't know. I don't know. I hope she finds somebody. She's definitely a romantic. I think it's going to be hard, honestly, but like, I hope she does. Yes. I really hope she does. And I hope she freezes her eggs because oh. I'm sure she wants to have kids. <laughs> and I love that advice that Priyanka came out with because yeah, who, who also like, who didn't find the right person, you know, until her, like she got married at 38, I think. Mm-hmm. And, um, but she just recently spoke out about how she froze her eggs when she was in her early thirties and that she thinks that all women, if they can afford it, which of course Taylor can, should do that. So that that doesn't have to be an issue for them and that they can wait to find the right person. And look at Priyanka waited and she, and she ended up with, again, somebody who just worships the ground she walks on and they're equals. With Nick Jonas, and he's very self-confident on his own, but he just, you know, is so supportive of her, but someone you would never expect them to be a couple. Right. Nope. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Well, we have to move on quickly (laughs) to Chloe and Tristan as well, because someone that we didn't expect to ever be a couple again. Like what's happening? I'm, I'm, am I going to have to go to Calabasas and grab her? <laughs> what is happening? Her. <laughs> and tape her down and be like, and show her the footage of all the reasons why she shouldn't ever go back to him. She said that she hasn't, but like they keep being spot together. Now he's going to the Lakers supporting that. Like, I just, I won't be able, it's like, it's like, it's the definition of insanity, Bonnie. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love how you think you're gonna have to go and um you're just gonna have to kidnap her. And you have to do like what is it when you do those um when they kidnap people who become part of a cult that you have to deprogram her. Yeah, Kristen deprogramming by Ali Stagnita. And the she yeah, so what happened is is that news came out that. Tristan is going to be on the Lakers, has signed a deal to join the Lakers. And I'm sure that he was working on that because he want he does want to be near his kids because um, he's now got four kids that are all in L.A. Uh, he's got he's got true. And we still don't know the name of the of his baby son with Chloe. And then he's got Prince, who's I think about six that he had with another girlfriend and then he has Theo, and we don't know if he sees Theo yet. Hopefully he does, who's the baby boy that he had with Marilee Nichols. I suspect that he does see him because Chloe really wanted him to have a relationship with that with that baby, um, who's his son. And so I'm sure he wanted to be near his kids, which is great. Yeah. But it just seems that he has been spending time, more time with Chloe. And you know, she said he's a great parent, which is, we're glad to hear that he's right. very involved with at least hope so. you know, her two children with him and with Prince. Right. I just, I'm like with you. I suspect that there's more going on. Well, after his mom had passed, you know, that does bring people together. Absolutely. And she was being very supportive of him. Very. The whole family was, they all went up to Toronto. I definitely don't blame them. Like that was so tragic, so heartbreaking, so sad. He has young brothers um, and, you know, they definitely should be there to support and take care. But at the same time, like you can't, like a tiger doesn't change his stripes. You can't forget the multiple times that he has hurt from the Jordan Woods thing when she was eight months pregnant. To to me, that would be not forgivable. No. And before that, there were videos, like even before the Jordan thing, there were videos of him in the club with like all these other girls in New York city and like hotels. And then, you know, fast forward this, they're trying to have another child together and he impregnates another woman like right after the insemination. Like, what are you thinking? 
And it's like, how, how after the multiple times, the numbness that he's made you feel and the, 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 like at that point, it's your fault. At that point, it's on you. Well, it just must make your self-esteem be so, it's so hurtful to your self-esteem that you're involved with a man who cannot stay true, true, which he named his daughter, which (laughs) Chloe and he named his daughter, that he cannot stay true to you and to the family that you've made together. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's awful. It's so bad. They keep being spotted out together. Like they went to um, McDonald's. McDonald's. They like, you know, he's obviously around. And Chloe does say like, he's just co-parenting. He's like, you know, we're really great co-parents. There's nothing that's ever going to happen, ever going to happen, ever going to happen. But like, mm, it's been like a lot recently. And she's not dating. We never see her out with anyone else, even though she said that Kim is setting her up with people. So I'm keeping an eye on it. I'm excited for the new season of the Kardashians to come out because I do think that we'll get, Chloe said that we'll get more information on her baby, the baby boy, and like how life's been going with him and like his name and all of those things. So maybe we'll see stuff with Tristan play out and get some more answers. Like usually they keep their mouths closed about things like that before the season's coming out. So we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, Chloe has referred to it multiple times. We talked about like her birthday post to him, how he's really promising to change as a man and like that his mom as guardian angel sees that and like he's vowed to be better. But I'm like, Chloe, do not fall for that. Like he might be vowed to be better and like that's great for him. Like, and he can be a good dad and he can be a good person and that's fine. But like, not for you, Chloe. Well, it's like more than three times that this has happened. And I don't know. The card Jenner girls just have not had a lot of luck with love. Like Courtney finally seems to have found true love with Travis Barker, but she's over 40 and she already had three kids with Scott Disick. Right. But look at Kim. Which was also like a balanced relationship. Courtney's really like Scott, like had his ups and downs and stuff for sure. But like, that was pretty normal as it gets for the Kardashians. (laughs) <laughs> the Kardashians. I mean, the guy had drug issues and also completely abandoned her after Rain was born. And she had and wasn't around when Penelope was really little. So I don't know. I think that was a very dysfunctional relationship. And, you know, then Kim has had is it four marriages now that have not worked out. Yeah. And my friend saw Kanye yesterday when she was in LA. Uh huh. Is that a, a restaurant with, uh, with, uh, yeah, the new wife and, you know, Kylie's now had two babies with Travis Scott who can't commit. And so far, Kendall's the only one who is not, you know, made, has not gotten married, engaged or married to anybody or had babies. Right. Learned from her sisters. I I hope so. Like one, you know, you're, you guys are brilliant and beautiful and successful. You don't have to, you, you need people in your lives that are, you know, love you, love you for you and are there for you all the time. Well, and the same can be said for Taylor Swift and, and all of these, these women in Hollywood. So we're just going to have to wait and see, but, um, Courtney and Travis's wedding special is out today or in a few days, Friday, either today or Friday. Um, and that is sure to be a beautiful spectacle that we'll get to see. There are three weddings that they had. <laughs> uh, so we'll see what, yeah. goes well, listen, I don't blame Courtney. She was never married before. Yeah. So, you know, why not have three weddings? Absolutely. You finally get married to the right person. <laughs> Agreed. Um, well, guys, that is it for today. We have a wonderful interview with the amazing Amanda Klutz coming up next. Uh, she talks about her new book, Tell Me Your Dreams, and so many other wonderful things about remembering her late husband, Nick Cordero, life with her son, Elvis, and more projects she's working on. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We have a wonderful guest today, a friend of the show. Can't wait to talk about her latest venture and, of course, with her. But before we do that, let me introduce my co-anchor, Ali Stagnita. Hey, Ali. Hi, Bonnie. I'm so excited to have this guest. As always, she is one of my favorites, favorites to follow on social media, favorites to take her fun dance classes whenever she's teaching in the city. Um, and just, I love everything about her. So I'm excited to have her on to talk about such an exciting new step in her career. Um, and Bonnie, I'll let you introduce her. Okay. And yes, I want to go to her dance class too. Uh, <laughs> and so everybody welcome Amanda Klutz. Hey, Amanda. Hi guys. Thank you for having me. Well, we're so happy to have you. And you've got such a busy schedule between co-hosting the talk and doing your dance classes. And, and now you have a new book that you have written. Um, called Tell Me Your Dreams. And, uh, and Ali and I have had a chance to look at it. It's so beautiful. Thank you. And we'd love you to tell us about, about it and how it came to be. Of course, you have a young son, Elvis. Yeah. I'm sure that, well, he's kind of a star in the book. <laughs> <laughs> he is a star in the book and definitely influenced um, this story just by, you know, being a parent and going through our, our different bedtime routines that we do with our children. And um, this was one of the routines that we started doing where I was telling him his dreams. And I just started incorporating all the things that he loved, which was trash trucks and airplanes and choo-choo <laughs> trains. And um, and then I, I started incorporating the idea that on these dreams, on these adventures, he got to go with dad and he got to have this time with his dad that, um, you know, he didn't get to have on earth, but he could always visit with him in his dreams and go on and go and do and believe in anything. It's so beautiful. And I love um, your post the other day of the last page where he says, I love you, Dada. And that I, I was in, I was a mess. Like I just read it over and over again. And I think that it's just such a beautiful tribute, not only to, of course, your late husband, but just to your son and, and to carry those memories and these, these dreams with him the rest of his life, really. Um, I felt the same way, Allie. I felt so, it's so funny how, you know, sometimes you do things and then you don't really, in, in time, you don't really realize what you're doing. And then after a little while you process it and you're like, oh, wow. Um, I feel so lucky that this book exists now because especially as parents, we do all these things and we create all these things just to like keep our children engaged and, and alive. Right. And we forget what we do. You know what I mean? Because life goes on and, and, and a new pattern happens and a new routine starts happening. And so I feel so lucky to have this book like printed and published and in my hands because it's a time capsule. It's like, I'll always get to remember that precious time in with Elvis where we would sit in his rocking chair and I would tell him his dreams. And it's, I just feel so lucky to have that now. Yeah, that's so true. It's like that you are capturing a time in his life. And I think it's really smart because now I know Allie doesn't have kids yet, but <laughs> I have four and it just, it does in retrospect, go like a flash. Yeah, And so this is just so, you know, such a great idea. And I also think, you know, you're, it's beautiful how you have kind of been able to nurture and create and grow a relationship for little Elvis, who I think is, he's three, right? He's three with his father, Nick Cordero, who passed away, unfortunately, from complications from COVID. But this way, he's building this relationship through your your talk about his dreams and now this book. 
you know, I hope so because I, I, I feel so, I feel so sad that he didn't get to have a lot of time with Nick on earth. You know, I mean, in reality, I only got five years with Nick on this earth and, um, but Elvis, you know, he was 10 months old when Nick went into the hospital. So he doesn't have any memories of his father. And so it was just a way of trying to encourage Elvis that he can, he can still make memories with his dad. And, you know, Nick has visited me three times in my dreams wow. and they've been very vivid and very clear and they feel very real. And so I do believe that Elvis sees dad in his dreams and that they go and do stuff together because um, I just, I, I, I don't know, I just believe it. And I, I just want to encourage him and other children from a very young age that when they go to sleep, that these magical things can happen. And, you know, whether it's like you want to believe that you're going to dream to be an astronaut or that you get to meet up with people that you've lost in your life and, and go do things with them, you know, anything can happen in your dreams. I also think it's a great way dreams and, and talking to kids about their dreams is a great way for these, you know, young people to like process their emotions. Like these are really big kids feel so much and they feel big emotions. They don't necessarily know how to articulate them or to process them. And this is such a great way through reading, through talking about it and um, to, for them to be able to like, I don't know, to validate their emotions even, I think like, does yeah. Elvis kind of understand that as well? Would you, when you talk about it? Yeah, I think so. You know, I mean, he is, he's starting to be at this age where he is telling me a lot of things that he's thinking and feeling and, um, and, and even like the big emotions that he has, like, he doesn't know what to do with them. And I always have to be like, are you angry right now? And he'll be like, yes. And I'm like, okay, all right. Well then be angry. It's okay. Tell me why you're angry. And so it's very funny to see them exactly what you said, like to see them have this big emotion or this idea and not know how to describe it or deal with it or process it. And, and then you're the parent that's trying to be like, okay, hold on. <laughs> Let me try to help. Let me see what I can do. But I think you're right. You know, like in dreams, nothing's, nothing's too big. You know what I mean? Nothing's unexplainable. So you just, it's, it's a fun place to go with a child because like the book says, anything can happen and you can do anything and you can believe anything and you can see anyone. Um, so it's fun. You know, I, I can remember, um, I have recollections still of from when I was three. I'm not sure if I have any from when I was younger, but definitely from when I was three. Do, do you guys? So I don't you know. I'm trying to think of like when my like youngest memory is. And I, I can't, I, I don't know. And I, I don't know if I, I feel like it's later. I I'm jealous that you had three years old. I hope that Elvis has three years old memories. I think mine are like five and six. Mine are like five also kind of like that kindergarten age, but like, then I see photos and I'm like, Oh, I kind of like that, you know, yeah, but you I know, know, this, this book, I think will serve, like Ali said, as it, it'll, it will kind of serve as a way for him to remember, like, I think it will help him remember these times when he sat in your lap and you yeah. had these conversations with him because he's going to grow up with this book and it will plant it in his memory. I hope so. I really do. I mean, I think that's such a beautiful concept and I really do hope because I, you know, especially right now, Elvis and I were just like this little team and it's just the two of us at the house and um, you know, I, I hope one day that, you know, there's more children around or that there's a, a male figure in our lives. I really do. But right now it's just the two of us and we, this is our routine and this is what we've created. And so I do hope that he remembers through this book, this time that, you know, it was just, you know, him and I, and every night we would cuddle up into each other and, and I would tell him his dreams. I, I love that idea. Does he um, ask you now to like, tell me, to tell you 
that tell him his oh, dreams. Yeah. Like, does he oh, jump yeah. in the lap? And he's like, okay, t- time to tell me my dreams. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And if for some reason I forget, he's like, mom, you didn't tell me my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and then whoever babysits him, I have to tell them, okay, so just so you know, you got to create a dream. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. And now, what does, how often do you, you've got the book now. So does he want to read it every night and look at the pictures? He does. And he knows his part, like, you know, cause Elvis has lines in this book, just like when we, when we're sitting in the rocking chair at home and I say, do you want me to tell you your dreams? And he says, yes. So he knows his lines. So I like, and the trash truck appears in your room. What color is it? And he goes green <laughs> airplane lands. Where do you go? The beach. Like he, he loves reading it because he knows that it's, he knows it's him. First of all, he knows like that's Elvis and he knows it's Dada and he knows that all of the favorite things of his life are in this book. So it's really sweet. Mm-hmm. Love kids do like having books read over and over and over the same books. Yep. <laughs> this is why, because I know this from being a parent, <laughs> I made sure that the book was very short lines on every page because I thought, I am the parent that if there's a paragraph on each page, I'm like, can we take another book? (laughs) (laughs) Because I know you're going to want me to read it 20 times in a row. So let's keep it to the short ones. So I just thought it was, you know, a very, I I love children's books. And I think children's books are very much for adults as they are for children. And I think that especially this day and age, something very short and clear and honest and um, just has a beautiful message is, is just really important. So that's what I tried to do with this book. Yeah. I actually do remember like when we're talking about childhood memories, when I was a kid, I would try to pick the longest books. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't have to go to bed. I would be like, Oh, like Harry Potter or like like, like a really big book when I was like four. Smart. Holly couldn't even know, tell you what it said in it, but I was like, this one. Yeah. <laughs> smart. That's really and smart. I think my mom would be like, we can read five pages of it. And I'd be like, no. <laughs> 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 but that's so fun. Amanda, the, 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 um, the drawings, the illustrations are so beautiful. Thank you. Um, did, I mean, did you illustrate it? No, no, absolutely not. No, I have an incredible illustrator, Alex Wilmore, and I was so lucky to have him. He just is, you know, these illustrators, they, they look at your words and then they create the vision. Right. And, um, and you never talk to them. It's all through, you know, through the, the publisher and everything. And, um, and, it's, it's, I feel so blessed because I feel like everything that I thought in my head, he like really just nailed in the drawings and the illustrations are so on point with everything that I was hoping for, for the story. So I feel very lucky. He was wonderful. So colorful and happy and dreamlike. And um, yeah, I just, I love it. He captured the spirit for sure. So beautiful. And I love that of obviously the Elvis character really does resemble him with this little yes. girl. Uh, <laughs> so cute. Um, is there anything else that you guys do at home to um keep Nick's memory alive and, and just you know making sure that Elvis has that connection with him? Yeah, you know, it's so funny. The other night we were t- talking and, you know, again, like it, it, it's always it's ever changing because Elvis, especially right now at three, like they just are a, a sponge and he's growing and learning and saying new things every day. But um, he's very much into what he has that is mine or Dada's. So he said to me, he goes, I have your nose. And I go, you do. And oh, but you have Dada's eyes. And he goes, yeah. And then I go, and you have Dada's long legs. And he was like, but you have long legs. I go, I do. So it was really (laughs) sweet. I mean, that's just like an example. I feel like every day we, we somehow bring Nick into our lives. I've just made it very apparent from day one that, you know, he's, he's around us. He's with us. Um, you know, Elvis loves music and he especially loves like old bands from the seventies, which would just <laughs> make Nick <laughs> the happiest person in the entire world. 
So, you know, every time he plays music, I always talk about Nick and how much Nick loved to sing and play the guitar. And um, yeah, he's just always around. I, I've just kind of tried to really make him, you know, believe that dad is gone, but always with us. Yeah. And, you know, he does look so much like a blend of the two of you and you see both, both of you so clearly um, in his, like his face, his, his hair. Yes. His long legs, everything. <laughs> yeah, It's really interesting in your dreams. I don't know if you can tell us like when you, when Nick has come to you, has he had a message? Does he give you, yeah. Oh, you're nodding. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he has, um, the first dream I ever had about Nick was a year after his passing to the day. And, um, and he was, we were at this like party and we were all sitting in this circle and he was very happy. And I remember asking him why he's happy. And he said, why wouldn't I be happy? This is my birthday. I get to come back and celebrate with all the people that I love. And I remember waking up and being like, oh my gosh, he just reframed his death day with a new birthday. Like he's, he was telling me, Amanda, this isn't, I'm not sad today. You should not be sad today. In fact, on these, on, on every July 5th, you're not sad. It's my new birthday. Mm -hmm. And I, it just completely reframed that day in a, in a positive light for me. Um, and then the last dream that I had of him, he was telling me how, um, there's like, he's like, you, you're, you, you gotta just stay with it. You're going to have a big shift really soon. It's going to be a big shift. So just stay with it. Cause I was going through kind of just like a very stressful moment in life. And so he like sent me that message. So yeah, he's, 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 he's orchestrating things up there. <laughs> yeah, he sounds like guardian angel, uh, yeah. Right. Just like you say to Elvis right there with you guys and in, in all that you do. Oh, yeah. And it does seem like you have been doing so much when it comes to your career and work right now. But beyond writing the book, you had um, your Christmas movie on CBS. You're obviously doing oh, yes. every day. Um, what else is coming up for you that you oh. are going to do? Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you. You know, I have a lot of projects. My, my, ever since I did that Christmas movie where, you know, I created the idea and then produced it and then helped it like come together and it actually happened. I've been very addicted to that model of like creating something from scratch and trying to make it happen. So I have a lot of projects that I've been creating with Anna White, who wrote uh, Fit for Christmas with me. And then um, my little sister, Anna and I, uh, another Anna, um, we've been working on the screenplay of live your life, which is the book that we wrote together, the memoir about my husband and I. And so we're working on, you know, getting that screenplay, hopefully to, to be a feature film. So wow. that's in the works. So those are the next two, like kind of big things. Well, you those are both really big things. And you still have your, your, uh, co-anchor co-host on the talk. And that must just keep you, I mean, that's really demanding. It is. It's a big job. I mean, you don't realize how big of a job being on TV live every day is. And it's, it is, it's a lot. You got to, you know, show up, you got to, no matter what life brings you that morning, you still got to go live on television at 11 and put a smile on your face and, you know, have, you know, all the personality in the world to meet people and, and radiate through the television. So it's a lot, it's a lot of work. I, I love the job though. Mm -hmm. and and like to I'm sorry go ahead Allie I was just going to say lots of prep for the yeah. interview every day a few people knew every day um not to mention like the current events like you guys really are on top of it yes yeah you gotta you gotta stay in the know <laughs> to get up and to do that every day at 11 what time do you have to get up in order to prep Oh, well, luckily I, 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 again, this is where this is like the job of, uh, winning the lottery. Um, Elvis wakes me up around six 45, seven, but I don't get to work until like nine 30. So it's pretty good. I mean, we're on, uh, there's lots of emails and, you know, information that comes my way first thing in the morning, but, um, you know, I kind of prep all of that at home and then we start getting on zooms for work around eight 30 and then I get there at nine 30. And do you know the day before 
or you know, in advance, a few days before on guests so that you can prep ahead? Yes. Yeah. They give us some good um good leeway on those guests so that we can, you know, watch their newest episode or the movie or read the book or listen to the song. Um, they, you know, prep us and make sure that we know what's coming up. Awesome. Yeah. Um, when you're talking about working with your sister, Anna, on the screenplay, she is in Paris. Everyone kind of refers to her as almost like the real life Emily in Paris. <laughs> she uh, is the real life Emily in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> she yes. is. For our listeners, we have her coming on the podcast in a few weeks oh, to talk yay. about her new book. Oh, good. But how? I, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to ask how that dynamic works, like with her in Paris, you in LA. That is a massive time difference. Yes. And you guys are trying to to work together. How does that work? Well, luckily, Anna is able to travel a lot, and she and I kind of we meet up and then we like knock it out of the park because it is very hard with our schedules and the time change to work over zoom. We were doing that. And then honestly, it just is easier if like, you know, over Christmas, we took a week and we kind of just locked ourselves in a room and worked on the second draft of live your life every day from 12 to six. And then we were just in Mexico together. And every night we, sat down and we worked on the screenplay because we know those time, that time is precious when we're together. So we work, 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 work. Um, and it's, it's fun working with her because we know each other so well that like, we know what we're going to say. We are able to bounce ideas off of each other really easily. We can, we can get into an argument, but we easily get out of it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. I really, I'm, I'm grateful that I get to work with her on projects because, um, it ensures that I see her and, and I, I get to spend more time with her. <laughs> You're lucky. I mean, not all siblings get along like that. So I know. really, really lucky. I know. Yeah. When, so you know, you're in New York. I'm not sure how long you're here for, but are you going to, you, you've been on Broadway. You love Broadway. Nick was on Broadway. Are you going, is there, are you seeing some plays, some shows? What I get do? to see one tonight. I'm so excited. Uh -huh. um, I'm going to go see New York, New York, which is Susan Stroman's new musical. Um, mm -hmm. It opens, I think on the 26th of April. So it's like heavy into previews. Um, I have a lot of friends in it. Of course, Susan Stroman's a huge, you know, big, big friend of mine. And it's at the St. James Theater, which is where Nick and I did Bullets Over Broadway. So there's a lot of memories and love oh. there. Um, Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, so yeah, I'm very, very excited to go see it. I haven't seen a Broadway show since... Um, the reopening of Waitress, which was September 2020, I think, or 2021. That's um, really so wild. I'm, yeah, I'm very overdue for a Broadway show and I, I can't wait to see it. I'm so excited. There's nothing like going into a theater and seeing a Broadway show, especially when your friends are on stage, you know, dancing and singing their hearts out. Nothing like it, especially when it had been taken away for so long. It's such a special moment. Yeah, to go. gotta support our theaters. They have been packed. I've been oh, going good. the last few weeks. Things have been, oh my gosh, they're packed on like a Tuesday night. And it's so good to see. So the there's best. so much to see. I mean, I, I, I hate that I can only see one show because there's so many that I want to see that I'm like, ah, and, you know, you just want to support everybody and see everything. And there's not enough time. Not enough <laughs> time. You know, and it, we did like Ali, like, you know, you, you just said everything's back. But it looked like for so long with the pandemic that that Broadway was going to be another casualty because it was dark for yeah. so long. Like that's just never happened before. I and know. all of the people whose work depended on it, you know, guess luckily there was 
extra unemployment money, but that was such a hard time for the whole Broadway community. Yeah, a lot. I mean, a lot of my friends had to leave the city. They couldn't afford to stay in their apartments. And, you know, you lose your insurance when you're not working. So then you have no insurance and then it's COVID and you're worried about if you get sick and you don't have insurance. So it was it was really terrifying. And and you're right. It doesn't just affect actors. It affects musicians and, you know, the stagehands and, stage hands and the costumes and the dry cleaners that, you know, dry clean yes. the costumes. And I mean, it was so many people affected by um, by COVID. There's a beautiful documentary that I'm in slightly called Broadway is Rising. And um, Jesse Tyler Ferguson is uh, one of the makers behind it and his husband, Justin. Um, it's a beautiful documentary about how Broadway came back after that. So plug that little bit. It's a good one. Go ahead, Allie. I was just going to ask if you had any plans or wanted to in the future to return to Broadway. Yes. Oh my gosh. I mean, you never, I never say never anymore because you just never know what life is going to bring you. I would love to, I feel like I'd be terrified to go back to Broadway. You, you know, it's such a muscle when you're on Broadway and you're auditioning and you're doing it. It's like, you don't think twice about it. And then as soon as you remove yourself from it, especially now living in Los Angeles and looking at it from like the West coast, I'm like, how did I do that? How did I do yeah. eight yeah. shows a week? And yes. my work hours were six 30 till 11 o'clock at night. And you have no weekends and you have no holidays. It's like, you look at it and you're like, what was I thinking? That's bonkers. <laughs> how does anybody survive? So I just, I look at it now in awe. So I totally would. I'm never going to say no to going back to Broadway because that community and is, is the best in the entire world. Um, but I would be terrified. I'm not going to lie. It would be like, okay, I'm to put my thick skin back on. <laughs> Buckle up. I know, but I'm sure yeah. that you could do it. Um, maybe <laughs> like a live your life Broadway rendition after it's a big feature film. You never yeah. know. No, I could totally. <laughs> I I predict you will be back in a starring role. Oh my and gosh. It's not like you haven't kept in shape. I mean, we see this on Instagram. You know, dancing is uh it was always it always brought me so much joy. And for some reason, you know, uh, life takes over and and you stop doing it and um and it's been so fun just dancing again and, and just dancing for myself with, you know, a group of women in a class. It's, it's really thrilling. And it's also, you know, I'm so used to being the teacher from my fitness classes um, that it's so wonderful to go to a class and be the student again and just be there to learn and to enjoy and to be surrounded by that atmosphere and, and 60 females that are just there to like cheer you on and how it's like such a woman empowerment kind of thing. So I'm, I'm really, really enjoying my hour of dance class again every week. It's really fun. And it is, it's fun to be a sponge. And like, when you like, I, oh, I'm such an advocate for just always learning. I yes. think I get bored if I'm not learning something. And yeah. so it's just, it's like a great kind of brain exercise too. I'm sure that you just feel like rejuvenated and doing something for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Or Elvis related, you know, yeah. it's for you. Yes, it's so true. It's so nice to just go do something for yourself that is like a small amount of your day, but brings you so much joy. It's really important. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing, and I'm, I know we got to let you go, but another thing too is that I think is so interesting is that there's so many, there's TV shows now that are like Broadway productions. Like yes. we have Glee. Right. But now I saw Pink Ladies is starting. And yeah, it's Schmigadoon. Schmigadoon. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so funny. And yeah, it's like watching a Broadway show. It's really cool. And it's really fun to see that translate into, you know, film and TV because a lot of times when you're on Broadway, you feel separate from from that world, from that TV film world. Um, and it's it's really fun to to see it kind of merge together in these different things because 
I think to bring song and dance and acting into people's homes is so important because not everybody can go to the theater. Not everybody lives close to the theater. Not everybody can afford the theater. So it's really cool to be able to sit on your couch, but also get that experience on a TV. Absolutely. It up to a whole new audience. Yeah, absolutely. Next screenplay, next screenplay for for you and Hannah. It is a show like that. Yeah. Like I'm even thinking, you know, Leah Michelle, she's on Broadway now, but not everyone's getting to see her in Funny Girl. They got to turn that into a TV show. That Yeah. Or yeah. Yes, I agree. I know. I would love to see her in Funny Girl. It's another one on my list I really want to see. Me too. Oh, Me there's too. so many. Ben Platt. So many. <laughs> Um, well, in the meantime, we'll catch you next time you're back in New York City. Um, thank, you. thank you so much for joining us today, Amanda. Congratulations on the release of Tell Me Your Dreams. Thank and, you. Yes, and wait, where can where can our audience and our readers where can they where can they buy Tell Me Your Dreams? And buy Tell Me Your Dreams in oh. any bookstore, and of course on Amazon and all the you know websites, BarnesandNoble.com, and all the websites is it for sale calls. now they can it is for sale today okay okay yes. anyone who's there. listening birthdays you got birthdays coming up <laughs> friends expecting babies yes. baby showers yeah yes birthday Perfect yes. gift mother's day all the mother's things. day <laughs> uh, got it <laughs> thank well, you so much guys all right thank have you amanda bye-bye thank Good you luck with everything and have a wonderful time here in new york thank you so much bye okay. guys Bye.